0: Hi, everybody. It's me, Fernie. I am your resident psychic medium and spiritual teacher, and this podcast is going to be a little differently because I am doing an interview, and I am interviewing my friend, Michelle. Um, You might know her from the uh, podcast uh, Between Us Girls, the podcast. Um, and so we're gonna have an entire like I guess forty five minutes with her, and it's just basically gonna be me and her shooting the shit and talking about all kinds of crap. And we're gonna go everywhere, and then some, and then back again. Hopefully, we don't run out of gas on our way back because we won't get stuck somewhere, and then we get like you know eaten up by crazy ass people out there in, in the middle of nowhere. So, hey girl, what's up?
1: I, I feel like it's been so long.
0: I know it has been a long. Well, when was the last time I saw you? I think we I saw you last year. Was it before
1: last year? Remember the last time that we met up? I didn't go. You <gasps> did meet with the other girls.
0: See, I forget stuff like that, so I don't remember. But yeah, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. It's been a long time, but I see you're growing. I'm really proud of you. I'm I'm excited that you're into podcasting now.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, you know, y'all are y'all are the ones who inspired me because. I had thought about it, but I was like, no one's gonna listen to a damn podcast. Like, no one's gonna listen to my podcast. So, why would I do one? It's just another thing to add to my list of things that I already do. And then once I started to do it, I felt it felt so natural to me. It feels, I actually really enjoy doing the podcast because it allows me to just be me uncensored, unfiltered, and just let it roll the way it's going to roll. When you do like a video on YouTube, you have to like look at the camera. You're only talking to the camera. You're only talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing the podcast, even though I have a camera on me now when I do it, but it's like I'm just talking to the microphone and I'm just letting myself go wherever I want to go. And I don't have to script or edit or focus so much on what I'm going to say. It can be however sloppy and messy and shitty it's going to be. So.
1: Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm kind of excited about. Um, you know, we renamed the show, me, we being me and me, uh, mm-hmm. renamed, well, you, me, you and you and me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we renamed the show Course Correction because, you know, I've kind of gone through a little bit of a change and I want to talk about things, but I don't want to structure everything. Right. And that was one of the things about Between Us Girls that got really me. Um, so it was right. like, the topics sort of became secondary to the interview. And I feel right. like you can still learn a lot about people just by having conversation.
0: Right. Well, and you, you know, you went through like, I mean, because I mean Between us girls, you know, that's been such a established name now. I mean, a lot of people understand that that's what it is. It was Between Us Girls. And so right now with Between us Girls, now it's it's that name has transitioned over to Course Correction. Where did you get the course correction from? Because that's a that's a big difference from between us girls over to course correction.
1: Well, I feel like I'm um, in a transition. And I feel like it was time for me to change the course of my life, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, I spend a lot of time... Uh, feeling like I need, I need, and and looking at the, from a a place of not having, as opposed to, you know, feeling good and living this life of abundance, which is what helps to attract, you know, the things into your life that, you know, will make you happier or whatever, not necessarily make you happier. But if you say, I believe with the law of attraction, you have to find that positive vibration. And for me, I just needed to change that direction. So Mm -hmm. when you actually brought the name, I was like, wow, that's really good. I think that totally works. So really what I have planned is between us girls is the network. So I'm going to see if other people want to do shows and just run them on my feed. Yeah. Well, you know,
0: it it doesn't it's all about the human connection. Right. And I mean, the, the way we understand each other is through each other. And so our interaction with each other and dealing with real life circumstances and situations, that's what helps us to understand each other and to grow from each other. Because I know from my personal experience that just by being around people, I've learned a lot about myself and about people in general. Um, and, And you guys, actually dealing with you guys and going to the podcast and recording with you guys made me more comfortable with being able to do this. You know, wherever. So I think Mm -hmm. if I did this for, you know, another group or whatever, I would feel just as comfortable because I was able to have that experience through y'all. Not only that, but, you know, it's like you get to see people in different ways and in different lights and you get to you. you, It's like bouncing that energy off of others in a way where you just learn. You just learn a lot in a very short period of time versus You know, the millennials nowadays, we all think our way through everything. So people think things, but they don't have the experience to back up what they're saying. So
1: mm-hmm. they're just kind of
0: shooting shooting shit from their mouth without mm-hmm. really realizing the significance or how it's going to impact each other.
1: Right. Actually, I saw a meme today that said, uh, think or connect before you speak. So it mm-hmm. had like a little plug in your brain, mm-hmm. you know, from mm-hmm. your mouth to your to your brain. But that's really like people don't sit and say, okay, how should I react to this next thing? You know what I mean? Because you don't really realize the impact of this action today on what's going to happen in a couple of weeks or months or whatever. And I think, you know, that's one thing that people kind of miss. Like you said, millennials, they're so quick to always be like, well, like the internet is full of people popping off all day, fighting. I'm like, oh, did you even think about what you were going to say before you said that? That was pretty ugly, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so... course course correction is just about what like what's the idea what's that idea
1: what does it represent it's the idea of actually it's just like it's not even some deeply philosophical thing it's just me trying to figure out this thing you know every day every, every time I talk to somebody my goal is to learn something um and I want people listening to learn because I, what I really want is for more people to wake up and understand that, you know, there's a lot more out here than just going to work. Right. You know, you don't but, have to.
0: Yeah, I, well, I most people, they get so comfortable with what's normal mm-hmm. and what what's acceptable that mm-hmm. they tend to repeat that over and over and over it's like when it's that thing like if you have a bunch of friends and they think it's okay for their husbands to beat them then by all means you're probably going to end up in a relationship where it's okay for your husband to beat you right. because it's a norm you know or i you know if you spend time with friends and they think it's okay to steal for you if you ever step outside of that moral code it's okay and that puts you in a in a very unique bracket and what I, I'm always telling people is, in order for you to move forward and to move up or to move in a different direction, you have to align yourself with the energy and the people that associate with that direction, mm-hmm. even if it's out of your comfort zone. And and sometimes people who you're leaving behind are going to say, "Well, you're just you know you're stuck up or you're full of yourself or you know who do you think you are, et cetera." I know I got it with my family when I decided to move in a direction that didn't align with you know coming from the hood or coming from yeah. that place where, you know, you, you, you hire someone to do your yard. I'm like, well, yeah, you know what? I don't want to do it. (laughs) I don't like, why would I, why wouldn't I? I'm giving that person a job. They're feeding their family. Why wouldn't I do that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: That's kind of what happens, I think. And I think it's been happening for me. I'm not even sure how I ended up on this like spiritual path, but it was like January. I was kind of like, oh, I can do this. Oh, look at that, what I did. Look at that. I didn't know I was doing all that. I bet I can do this too. So I started like researching and trying to like figure out, well, how am I doing all this? Is it is it something I'm doing consciously, subconsciously, you know what I mean? So I started kind of digging into manifestation and, and trying to figure out what what it is, like, you know, what is yeah. going on. And I just I feel like I've had a lot of people in I would say it's like uh, conditions in my life that I've been in that are still the same, but I've changed. So it's really hard for me to find a positive vibration there because yeah. I feel like, oh, you know, there's so much wrong, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't lose weight and get on a clean diet if you're surrounded by people who you fried chicken every day. You know, Mm. if every day they're eating something that's dripping in grease and it's fried or it's covered in cheese or it's covered in chili, whatever, how are you going to get healthy? How are you going to like make a change for yourself? Especially since it's almost like you're going to go back and start eating that stuff all over again. So how are
1: you going to change? How are you going to make a difference? That's absolutely true because it's like the higher you try to go, the more you try to say, it's okay. This is Mm. not it. There's more, you know. This does not define me. Somebody walks in the office ands like, remember that time that you you know what I mean And it's like <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> yeah. to get away from. And I see a lot of people like friends of mine who you know they're trying to post more positive things or they' are trying to talk about their enlightenment or you know how they feel or how they how they feel happier or, or whatever. And then there's people who are like,, mm, you just said last month I'm like people can grow. you know what I mean. <laughs> And I just, I, I guess I find it hard to understand why we're not allowed to outgrow others. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Mm, I mean, it comes with the territory. I think one of the it's one of the uh, it's an occupational hazard is when you start developing spiritually, you 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 cease developing humanly, in a way that supports the human reality and makes the spiritual energetic reality more of the reality. Right. And so it's like, why am I gonna spend more time trying to be, you know, more humanly involved in my issues here when I need to kind of get above it because this is no longer serves me. This is not where
1: yeah. Right.
0: I get it. I totally get it. Yeah.
1: I mean it's very tough because you really can't fix anything from that level either because Mm -hmm. you're looking at it from in these trenches instead of like you said in an elevated state where you're like, okay, I see where you know, maybe I can change this or I can change this and then I will, this will flow better. You can't yeah. do that from sitting in it. And it's like people trying to keep you sitting in the ship.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think like for me, one of the things that I dealt with when I was making a course correction, because for me, course correction isn't just, uh-oh, I made a boo-boo and I'm headed in the wrong direction. Course correction is about, I've gone down this road, I've gone on this path, but it just doesn't serve me anymore or, or it doesn't align with my greater vision mm. or my grander vision has changed. And I need to align with that now. Mm. So, I mean, it's 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 not that you've been going the wrong way the whole time. It's just that the way you're going is no longer purposeful, is no longer servicing you. So for me, when I made a course correction, I think moving here to to New Mexico was a course correction for me because. In Houston, I mean, I had established the life that I had been trying to establish for years. I had a nice home. I had like two cars that I was, mm-hmm. you know, paying for. Um, I had a, a, a established business. Um, and so it was a very like, you know, wow, you know, this is pretty good. You're doing really well. You, your name is up there. But mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't everything that i wanted it it didn't come with everything that i was expecting that would come with it which was i didn't feel like me there was enough of me in all of that there was enough there was enough of me giving to others and to fulfilling for others but you know having a nice house and having an extra car doesn't make me me it's not really who i am at the core it's just stuff it's just status right so for me it was like you know what this isn't This doesn't sing in my soul. This is not singing inside of me. And I think when Ed and I, my partner, when we came to New Mexico and we stepped foot in Santa Fe, it was like the vibration, the internal ringing of like, bitch, this is where you belong. Like, this is where you need to be. I don't care for how long, but this is where you need to be. It was so strong and so intense. And I wasn't anticipating or expecting it that I didn't even know how I was going to make that happen. I just knew I needed to make it happen. And even though it took me about three or four years to make that change, to make Mm -hmm. that switch and change my business, you know, model where instead of in person, I was doing like video or phone or e-readings. Um, and you know, offloading the house and get re- getting rid of all the excess because I went through a lot of spring cleaning in the process of moving because moving ain't easy girl I mean I it's just more shit. gotta pack up and move so for me it was like this is kind of like a, a not a makeover but a reset where this is like be intentional with what you're trying to create Bernie be intentional with what you really want to achieve in this new space and in this new place of growth and opportunity for you so for me that was the course correction acknowledging who I had become, who I was. And although it was great and I really got a lot from it, it no longer served me. And so I had to pull a Madonna and reinvent myself and readjust. And so here I am in a very, very positive space and in a very purposeful place in my life. And I'm really much more intentional with what I do today than I was, you know, two years ago or a year ago. So for me, that was my course correction is acknowledging what no longer served me and then just say, okay, let me reinvent the wheel here so that it can work in my favor.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I think that was one of the things that led me kind of down this path as well is uh, when you first started talking to us about your vision wall or your vision board. Mm -hmm. But when you did the Santa Fe thing, And that's what was on your board. I was like, wow, I'm really proud of him. You know, because Mm -hmm. that means that he really did what he, first of all, imagined he was going to do. Right. But then you did what you said you would do. And and it just started to, I think I told you when you first came, I was like, I feel like one day I might be a psychic. Not a psychic, but like (laughs) I felt like I had some, you know, like some gifts or something always because mm-hmm. even when I was a kid, I always felt like I had like sort of like a premonition, but that's mm-hmm. a premonition, but more like a, a, a strong like feeling. Say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, maybe, <laughs> 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 but it made me kind of think, well, you know, maybe, but it wasn't like something I was really pursuing until my coworker in November, she passed away. Mm-hmm. And it really just shook me up, you know, because it was me and her together. And whenever the the work really was a huge workload, I was just like, I didn't want to say this is why she died, but I'm like, this is a contributing factor to the stress that caused her to have a heart attack. And this is not my purpose, you know, this is not it. So I started kind of looking at what I was good at and I started trying to figure out what my actual purpose might be. Of course that takes really looking at yourself and that's a tough thing too.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, they think that purpose is something that you are um, Purpose is, is is one thing that you're supposed to do here. Mm -hmm. And purpose is not one thing. Purpose is an intentional living. It's, 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 it's a mode of functioning and operating in the world where you mean what you do, you mean what you say, you mean what you are, and it's and, and 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 vice versa. So it's it's more of an intentional living um point of of experience. So when I'm doing something, I could be giving to the world, I could be doing all kinds of things that make me look successful. Mm. That doesn't mean that I'm living with purpose because yeah. I could just functioning on autopilot you know and back then it sounds like you were functioning on autopilot when I was at Starbucks I was functioning on autopilot and so now everything that I do every day is intentional and I'm going Mm -hmm. to do it I'm embracing and accepting that that is what I'm going to do today regardless of whether I feel like doing it that day or not that's what I'm going to do so and so purpose changes as you change as you evolve purpose changes
1: right like I think that's that's kind of what What I've been noticing a lot now is that I try to stop and think about Mm. what I'm going to say, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling about myself, how I'm feeling about my environment because I'm still there, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's, like I said, it's almost like every time I'm like, yeah, I love this Abraham Vicks, Abraham Vicks, Abraham Hicks video. (laughs) I just love it. And then Mm. here comes like some crap email that's about like something so surface level, but they're like, ah! No one needs to have a coronary behind this, but if I say that, everyone's like, oh, "How dare yeah, yeah. you?" I'm like, "This yeah. is not it." You know, I'm like, yeah. "There's so much more we could be doing." Like, I even see ways we could improve our department, or mm. you know, things like that. But people just are so resistant, and it's like, I just know now that I have to move, Right. you know, yeah. and I'll I will do it the right way eventually. Yeah. I've been trying to break yeah. out of that jail, but they're like. <laughs> yeah it's like
0: i mean i didn't catch i didn't get a chance to listen to that interview that you did with rachel Mm -hmm. um what was her name rachel yeah so and 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 her story where she basically was impersonating someone to do some things in her life and (laughs) and then she got caught And so then all the beans got spilled and then now she's having to reinvent herself in a a new way and her purpose is now changing and she's going through, she really is going through a spiritual awakening and I get it, but you know, it's not like it's that different from, and it's, I had so many, just, I, even though I didn't even get a chance to hear the podcast, just the story behind that for me is so many epiphanies because you know, I'm not this, I'm not Fernie. This is just a shell that I'm pretending to be for the purpose of my, my experience here. And at some point, someone's gonna say, oh, gotcha, you ain't really Fernie. And yeah. that's the day when my spirit pops out of my body and I'll be like, oh hell, I'm <laughs> something else. I'm not this at all, you know? And so it's kind of like, a it's an awakening. And so it, it, what she went through and what she experienced, was that different from someone Basically, thinking that they were someone, and then having to reinvent themselves in a more authentic way, a more authentic version, so that they can fulfill their purpose in a much more stronger, much more intentional, much more um, in in a way with integrity that doesn't have to go against who you are as a person. Right. You know. And granted, I, she. It. I mean, it sounds to me like she did a shit a shitload of good she when did. she was in that position i mean god knows if i if someone said fernie put this wig on, put on dress, <laughs> get behind that oval office and you do some good you better believe i'm going to do that because if i have the ability to make a difference and make change that will benefit a lot of people i'll do it but knowing that i'm not authentically you know who i am supposed to be but you know it doesn't matter because even then through those experiences she learned a lot about herself and who she really is and who she really isn't and and it's not about the color it's about the the energy behind her as a person and 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 what she did because she doesn't need to be black to be good for the black community she doesn't need to be someone of color to benefit people of color she can do that from another place, from another point of view, from another perspective. And now she's having to find a new way of doing that. Cause I'm sure her relationship with the African community or the black community, I call it black community, is not, it, it, she may feel a bit shunned from the community, but that doesn't mean she doesn't feel like it's family for her either. Because it's almost like, it, what it sounds like it's like her family who basically like they said, baby, no, I'm sorry, but you, you're not blood. So you can go. And they basically kicked her out of the house and now she's like, Who am I? Who am yeah, I?
1: and I think her her story resonated really a lot with me because I mean we were all shocked whenever she agreed to even talk with us, but I didn't want to approach her in a way that was, Well, why you did that? Because I know why <laughs> she did that. You know, trauma what I mean? to girl, why you lie to everybody, yeah. Yeah, right. because I know why she did it. Because I've experienced trauma in my life and wanted to go away from whatever it was that <laughs> hurt me.
0: For the first 16 years of my life I was impersonating a straight man.
1: Right. Right, and it wasn't really
0: until I got different. found out. Yeah. So it's like I was I it takes so much energy to pretend to be someone you're not. Yeah. It takes so much energy. Now granted she had a purpose for doing it and there was a reasoning behind it for her to do it but it takes so much energy to be someone you're not. And I know that it needs to weight at you and it just takes hold and it just, it, you know, and I, I can just imagine that, you know, that mm-hmm. what she's going through is having to reinvent herself and, and figure herself out in a different way because she can't go back to who she thought she was. She can't go to, she can't become who she was born to be because that doesn't suit her either. Right. So then, who the hell are you? And it's, it's, a, it's an everyday question for her at this point.
1: Well, and I, I told her I would help her, you know, because that was part of why I started um, Creative AF was because I want to do brand management for people and brands and just creative consulting altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I believe there's a market for everyone, you know, and even though she feels like there are people who don't accept her, there's a group that does. The group that is going to match your vibration, whatever your true, whatever you give out authentically there are people who are going to automatically come there and be like, yes, this is my person. Like, when I started my creative as fuck Instagram page, I intentionally did not add anyone that I was friends with or knew at Mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. I wanted the growth of that page to be organic. So Mm -hmm. if people I do know follow me, it was because they got caught by something that I put out, not because, oh, I feel obligated. Promoting it, yeah. 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 And I feel like this, that's part of why Between Us Girls kind of is, uh, it, well, it went sort of stagnant because a lot of people that were supporting us in town were only fake supporting. You know what I mean? Because that means, oh, I like it. I'm proud of you. But you're not right. buying anything. You're not listening <laughs> to anything. You're not <laughs> you're coming not anything. Right. <laughs> you're right. like, oh, but, and, but you're not sharing anything either. So you can, I mean, because you can support for free. Right. That like don't do shit. Right. Push it out there, you know, right. but I told her that, you know, I would help her if she, if she wanted, um, you know, to just kind of present herself to the market the way she really is as opposed to, cause she just felt like she was a celebrity, you know, she was not a celebrity and then she was, and it wasn't for good. You know right. what I mean? It was like, right. they brought her into the forefront to tear her down.
0: Right.
1: And. I think, I mean, that's going to be debilitating for anybody, especially when you come from a scarred upbringing, which right. is the reason why you ended up there in the first place. Right.
0: Yeah. And wasn't wasn't it her mother who exposed her, or who put it out there?
1: Yeah, it's her parents.
0: Yeah. And it, to to me, for me, it's like, that's i mean that's just shitty honestly Mm -hmm. i mean if you're if you're a parent and you love your child let your child live their truth even if you don't agree what their truth is and if you are like you know and i'm sure her mother was probably racist you know i'm not saying that that's the case but she's probably like oh she's acting with those people whatever you know those stupid Mm -hmm. mentality that comes from people like that and then of course exposing her so that she could basically be crucified yeah. in the process, you know? It was. Still, I'm, sure, I'm sure she still don't have a relationship with her mother either. I mean, mm-hmm. that no. ain't
1: never going to be <laughs> And she she will tell you that her parents are racist and that they fostered and adopted black children for accolades from the church community. Yeah. So, I mean, and she had to raise those kids from the time her mom brought them in the house because she mysteriously was got ill. You know, like I think uh, chronic fatigue syndrome or some wild shit. So basically, yeah. she she mothered these kids at like fourteen. So it
0: was kind of like a flowers in the attic kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. You see any of the flowers in the attic? Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people need to understand when they see people who are living out their lives in a way that maybe you wouldn't or feels inauthentic to you. Maybe that's what she needs. You know what I mean? It may be unhealthy, but who am I to judge? <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> right. Right. Cause I don't know her experience,
0: you know? Well, I mean, what's the difference between, I mean, I mean, I know there's a difference cause I'm sure I'll get all kinds of responses for Fernie, I can't believe you talked about this or I can't believe you mentioned this or I can't believe you are supporting. I'm like, look, I come up from a place of love. I try to see things from a spiritual perspective, even the people in jail who are criminals and outright murderers are loved by God, you know, yeah. in, my, in my eyes. And I, all I try to do is to try to get my heart to be big enough to maybe see things from God's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um and in the process of doing that, I understand some things I didn't see before that I wouldn't be able to see because I was coming from a human place, mm-hmm. a sinful place and not from a place of love and all encompassing um, um union. So yeah. yeah. So so I totally lost my train of thought, but that's okay. But yeah. I for me it's 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 sad because, you know, I get it. Because the moment that I was like, "Oh, I know what she's going through," because I had to come out as well. Yeah. And, and for some, you know, I remember when I came out, my my step grandmother, someone that I really loved and and looked up to. Um, when I was ready to come out to her, and I mentioned, you know, I want to tell you something. I have something to share with you. She already knew. She already knew because she's known since I was a child what I was. Yeah. And she told me she says, "No, no, no." And this was all in Spanish, granted, but she was like, "No, no, no, don't tell me, because I want to think of you and remember you as you were when you were a child, and not in this new way."
1: Yeah. I don't
0: want you to mess up my memory of you. It's pretty yeah. much the same. And I was just like, "Okay." And I mean, she got cut. <laughs> she got cut yeah. out after that. And to this day, she's like, "What did I do? What did I do?" And I'm just like, "Baby." I, you know, I I can't explain it to you because you know you cannot, you cannot just shun who I authentically am, um, right. and and want me to be this other thing, you know. So and
1: you'll love me if I just fake it for you. Yeah, that's not you know. Ugh, I feel trauma now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, girl. No, you Speaking you know, it's, it's of trauma, like, did you see like Ellen is now she's finally coming out about her life and how she was um, she was um, I think she was molested by her stepfather. Ellen. Uh, now, yeah, Ellen DeGeneres, and she's she's been she's been talking about it, and it's been like all over the news and such. So it's just interesting because you know you see someone who's that successful, you see someone going through something. It's the same thing with the Oprah Oprah effect. Like people who have achieved so much. And yet there's a story behind it and, and what they went through and what they, what they came from. Mm-hmm. So, and I get it because I mean, I've been there.
1: Yeah. Which um, I was going to talk to you about this actually. So people who experience great trauma, they usually, like you said, they're all fairly successful. They live these really great purpose-driven lives and usually live this in abundant lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's usually the trauma that kind of makes them go, I can be something else. I don't mm-hmm. have to, this is where I am, where I'm suffering so much. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can rise above this. And I think there's a problem in American culture where we don't embrace each other and say, I know what, just like you and I both said, I know what you're experiencing. Yeah. If you want to talk, I'm here for you. You know, we right. need teachers when you're going through these things and like, in other cultures, um, the tribe, the shaman would say, oh, I see what you're going through, and take them and give them tools and teach them and explain what that experience is instead of, you probably are schizophrenic. You you need to, you know what I mean? Because that's what happens in American culture. They take you and they say, well, you're talking about seeing things that I don't see, Mm -hmm. feeling things that I can't feel, and doing all these things that are totally impossible. You must be mentally unstable, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess it's just like a lot of people have been molested or assaulted, maybe non-sexually, but a lot of those people do experience a spiritual awakening, maybe not directly after, but at some point, um, I just wish we had more teachers who mm-hmm. were open about what they, what they experience, you know,
0: but, well, you know, it's, it's. It, that's. I think that's become an issue in our culture, in our spiritually like developing culture, because we're not just developing as humans and as people and as a society, but we're a lot of us are developing spiritually as well. We've understood mm-hmm. the importance and significance of that, and so when you look at that, and you see um, the importance of developing spiritually is about understanding like the human condition. It's about um, getting to a place where you look at your life, you look at it in a unique way, and then you use it as a stepping stone towards whatever you are going to evolve to, whatever mm-hmm. you're going to become. And in our culture, in in in, in our, it's one of those things where I totally lost my train of thought. What the hell are you talking? <laughs> <about>?
1: <laughs> I, I totally
0: lost. You said something about you were talking about like shamans, and totally went into this whole other direction. Spiritual
1: but. teachers, and you said. Yeah. That is something that is becoming an issue in the spiritual community, and then okay. you started talking.
0: Not leading by example, and okay. that's my big, my biggest gripe. My biggest gripe about um, being spiritually aware and sharing what you have, sharing what you know, sharing what you understand with people is that people don't use their experience as a way to teach others, they simply, it's almost like those experiences meant nothing. Well, I'm just gonna give you the the, the textbook lesson. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a teacher up at the chalkboard and they're just reading out of the book, but they're not Mm -hmm. necessarily giving you examples of what they mean. And and so I've known so many people throughout the years who are so spiritual but they have no experience to back up what they know. Mm -hmm. They only know it like intellectually, they don't know it experientially.
1: They don't have any feeling
0: for it. There's nothing to back up what they're saying. And you'll find that there's a lot of people out there who propose to be spiritually enlightened individuals, but yet they're not really giving you examples of their own experience that has helped them along their way. And I'm like, why would you rob others of that information because it's helped you. Why wouldn't it help somebody else? You know, right. is, whenever I'm like giving a spiritual teaching, I try to link it back to something that I've understood or gone through that helped to get there. Um, it's like this one guy, He, you know, he, I knew this uh, guy who was, he's well known now, but um, he was always touting himself as like a relationship person and people could go to him for relationship advice and stuff. And he got far, pretty far along on his journey of being this relationship expert um, by just using that catchphrase. But yet when I got to know him and I was like, Well, you know, when was your last relationship? And he was like, Well, you know, I haven't been in a relationship in like six years and I owe all these back payments to my baby mama and
1: oh wow. And
0: yeah, like it's like a really complicated, fucked up situation. I was like, Oh my god. And I said, Well, how can you like how are yes yeah, I said, Don't you think don't you think that someone's gonna get smart at some point? and they're gonna approach you and say, what did you go through that helped you understand right. that? Don't you think someone's gonna figure out you just you know, letting whatever come out of your mouth but they ain't no substance behind it? Like, At some point, the smartest people will ask the, the smartest questions. They won't right. just accept it and take it as like, oh, free food, free food, free food. It's like, you know, that's made with, uh, that's made with, <laughs> don't eat that, don't eat that. So, And unfortunately, nowadays, it's like people, you know everybody wants meaning everybody wants to experience an awakening everybody wants to have that moment where they feel enlightened or they feel like they are reaching new heights of their own human experience from a different perspective um but at the same time like as as picky as we need to be with our relationships whether they be um whether whether they be family friends lovers etc that's Mm -hmm. as picky as we need to be with our um spiritual teachers yeah mentors yeah, pick pick the right people. I remember, I mean, my mentor. It when in, in my earlier stages, my mentor, my mentor, in my earliest stages, um, I was just like in awe of her, mm. you know. And then the first time she farted, that was just like, "Whoa, you farted!" <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what? "Like she was so embarrassed." And I was just like, "Oh my god, I love you even more because you're real." Yeah. Um, but then she she got to be too real, and then I was like, "Oh no, no, baby, let's let's." Mm-hmm. I wish I long for the days when you didn't fart, you know? Okay. So it, it was one of those things, but you got to be picky with the people that you follow or the picky, the p- picky with the people that you subscribe to and make sure that it's in alignment with your ideals. And I think that nowadays, especially in the political arena, like people, and this is on both sides. This is not just like to, 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 to dump on, on, um, on any particular party, but nowadays people, they just, you know, I don't care how they go about doing it as long as they get it done. And if they run over a bunch of people in the process of doing that, that's fine with me and people are not considering each other. And what they don't realize is that when that's all said and done, we're all going to have to clean up the mess because we have to deal with those issues in our everyday lives and circumstances. You know, they actually just today, um, a few minutes ago, before we, we got on the call, my partner, he's like, Hey, did you hear what happened at the playground? I'm like, no, he's like, you know, they, someone took, um, nail polish and they, they went to the playground and they, on those little horses that the kids ride, they went and put on there a swastika, and then they put um, Trump twenty twenty, and I was just like, and but but for me, it's just like. It, this is the message that is getting sent out again not, not just from any political party but we're not hearing each other we're not listening to each other and one side is trying to beat the other side the other side is trying to beat the other side and so we're just constantly in this fight and for me it's like i'm not even associating myself with any particular party period just because um For me, it's like, it's not even about being a Democrat or being a Republican or being this or being that. It's just, I'm Bernie. And honestly, at this point, I'm just going to align with the energy and the the ideas that best represent me if I have to make a choice, you know? Mm -hmm. And people are not being picky about their mentors. They're not being picky about the people they subscribe to. And that's a problem.
1: Well, you know what I think part of that is, is that people are looking at who has the most money or who looks like they have the most money. And a lot of time, that's who they go after as far as who they want to be like. Um, but I feel like, you know, you've been a good mentor to me and I mean, we are really just friends, but I can always come to you and I feel like you teach me and that's what's important. But I also know that you've experienced things which make you knowledgeable. And I find that to be funny too. Is like, you'll meet somebody knowledgeable and instead of feeling like, oh, I can learn from that person. It's like a jealousy or a... Mm-hmm. You know, like, a well, she probably doesn't know all that or he probably doesn't know that much instead of listening to your intuition, which said, wow, that person probably is really, you know, knowledgeable on that subject. Yeah,
0: Yeah. but, you know, then there's also the people who have a ton of experience and they even got a pot to piss in because they don't use that experience to arrive. Instead, they use that experience to sustain. Mm -hmm. And so it just doesn't help them.
1: Yeah, a lot of people uh, have that victim mentality and they get stuck there because it's totally okay to feel sad or whatever or feel anything, but with, the longer you stay there and if you don't do anything with that, then it's like you said, you kind of just sustain. You don't grow mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Growth yeah. is important, child. <laughs> Up
0: to a certain point. And then at mm-hmm. some point, it's just you're too big and you're just like, okay, bye. That's it. Mm-hmm. Then
1: you
0: then you go home. And you go home. That's it. You done.
1: Man, <laughs> I'm like, how long?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, girl. Yeah. With the, with the the world we live in today, yes. Yeah, some days I mean, it's just like okay. What, what?
1: It is. It's been very tough. And I think for me, because I'm just kind of coming into it, I'm like, oh, you mean to tell me that I have to walk every day with what's in my head around these people who are like get, playing a game. <laughs> or something you know what I mean mm-hmm. and the more you share with people the more you look crazy and mm-hmm. you just end up, end up ostracized alienated and you're like well I don't have any friends but I'm very knowledgeable on the subject of spirituality <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: well speaking speaking of uh, being crazy and being alienated so what did you think of my UFO picture?
1: Um, actually I thought it was really cool and I, I think that there are extraterrestrials and then I saw this last week that somebody else saw uh, some UFOs. They saw two of them. I think it was some um, police or something, air police or somebody. Did you read that Mm-mm.
0: article? Mm-mm. So well, I mean, I saw the two articles that just showed up in the last couple of days. I think one was from like the Washington Post, and the other one was from like the New York Times. I think, but it's just it's pretty fascinating because you know, I, and Edward and I were talking about this yesterday when we were hiking that it's not even a question of if it's real or if it's something, you know, we know that there are crafts entering our aerospace that are not ours, and they're mm-hmm. definitely not capable from other countries because if they had those kinds of capabilities, we'd be in trouble.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: it's not it's not ours. So definitely coming from another place. So it's not a question of if, it's a question of, okay, well, what's the story behind that? Because you got, you got so many conspiracy theorists online and you got all these different... You know shows like Ancient Aliens and all these different yeah. narratives being spinned out. So there's like all these different people that believe these different things. And even though there's some, cons- uh, there's some, um, there there are some people who are they they're they have the same ideas about what's going on. You don't know, like you don't really know. And I don't know what the hell's going on. All I know is there's craft coming in. They could have blown us up a long time ago. They have those capabilities. They ain't. So I'm assuming that they're not. Evil, but at the right. same time, you just never know, you know. So, and and when I got that picture, I was just—it's—I wasn't even trying to get a picture mm-hmm. of a UFO um, on camera. I was just taking a picture because it's like, oh, this is so beautiful. I got to take a picture of this. And so I, sh- I snapped, and then I snapped again. And it was like the two-second difference mm-hmm. between the two pictures. It's in one picture, it's not in the other. But I was like, I that was going crazy. Nuts. Yeah, I was going crazy trying to figure out what the hell this is, and. If you ever get into the whole alien and the UFO, like, phenomenon, there's a guy named, um, what's his name? His name is Dr. Steven Greer, and he has a few um, documentaries out. One is called Unacknowledged, which you should totally watch because it's pretty cool. And he talks about how all of the evidence is there, but it's unacknowledged, you know? Mm -hmm. And he created this method for... Communicating with those extraterrestrials or aliens, if there are some, okay. and it uses a form of meditation, and it's basically telepathically communicating. And then the way you telepathically communicate, and he calls it a CE5, I think it's called Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Yeah, CE5, okay. um, prot- protocol, that's what it's called. But essentially, you meditate, and then you visualize yourself coming out of your body, and then you visualize yourself going into space, and then you visualize yourself looking for. These They're looking for them based off of an energy signature. And then you you point them back towards the Earth, and then you bring them back to the exact spot that you are meditating mm. to give them an idea of where you are on the planet so they can show up for you. And so so, you, so I like, thought,
1: you ping them?
0: Yeah, you ping them, pretty much. So I was like, mm, okay, whatever. Um, so I was like, I don't know. I was like, they seem like they know who they want to talk to these days, so I don't really know that would work. Um, so one... So, so the picture that I took of the UFO was in Sedona. And that was, I believe that was like in the, the end of April, I believe. Mm-hmm. So a, a week before Sedona, a week before we went to Sedona, I woke up in the middle of the night because I had some indigestion and I was like, Ooh, you know, I got up. It, it was just burning my throat. So I got okay. up to go get some water and maybe like a, an anti-acid or whatever. So as I was walking over and this was like around three o'clock in the night, it's pretty like in the middle of the dead in the middle of the night. And I went, got my water, got my pill and then I was heading back to the bedroom and the sky here is just so unobstructed and there's so little light pollution that it, when stars are out, they just like, it's like diamonds in the sky. It's so mm. pretty. And I was like, and I opened the blinds and then looked outside and I was like, oh my God, it's just so beautiful. I want to be out there. I want to I wanna just be under the stars because mm. you know, it's so pretty. So I put on my robe and I went to the room. I put my shoes on and Ed's like, what are you doing? I was like, I just want to be outside. I want to be in the stars. And <laughs> he's like, okay, <laughs> so, yeah, then, yeah. Yeah. so then, and it's funny, because it's not like I do that all the time, but I went out there, and I sat in our lounger, and I was just sitting there looking and staring at the night sky. And I was just like, guys, if y'all are up there, I would love to see you, or at least have an experience where... You, it shows me that you exist. Like, I would love it. And I did that visualization for like a two second visualization. It just was like, you right here, right here. That was it. And then I was like, eh, whatever. And then I sat there and I kept looking at the stars. Nothing happened, nothing extraordinary. It was just beautiful stars. And then it got, you know, after about 30, 45 minutes of sitting out there, it got a little chilly. And I was like, okay, I'm coming back inside. Then, of course, fast forward, we're in, in Sedona. And I'm at Bell Rock, which is one of the places where there's these like phenomenal energy vortices that are spiritually like whatever. And what I didn't realize is that that area is known for extraterrestrial or, or UFO craft or sightings. Mm-hmm. Um but you know when you look online you try to find evidence or pictures, there's not a lot of them. Yeah. But it's supposedly known for it because they say that the they use the vortices or they use the energies as energy things as like wormholes to go through space or whatever. So I was like, eh, whatever. But I wasn't a, you know, when I was there, I didn't know any of this. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm expecting to experience a vortex vortex. And when I was there, I didn't experience the vortex. I just felt kind of chilled out and calm. Mm-hmm. But I was like, well, this is beautiful. I've got to take pictures. And like I said, I was taking pictures, and so I took a picture, and then I and then I took another picture, and it was the two-second difference between the two. It's in one picture, it's not in the other. And afterwards, and I didn't even realize it at the time until we got back to uh you got back to New Mexico a few days later, and I was going through my pictures, and I was like, oh, this is a really nice one. This is a really nice one. I'll use this one. And then I was like, what the hell is that? What the hell is that? And then I zoomed in, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and like as soon as I thought. Yeah. As soon as, and I didn't even think about what I did. Like that totally wasn't even on my radar. It was more like, I had the gate gasp, like, <gasps> like it was like, Oh my God. And, and so I was like, what is that? What is that? And then I was like examining it. Like, is it a bird? Because I knew there were like hel- helicopters in the area. I knew that there were crows flying around. So I was like, is this a crow? Is this, what is this? And then I showed Ed, and of course Ed is like, "Oh, that's nothing, you know, that's nothing." I'm like, "Uh, that looks like a legit UFO, you know." And he's like, "No." And then I sent the picture over to his mom, and she's like, "That's like a legit UFO." I was like, Argh. "I don't know." And so I was like, "Okay." I I've, and then of course I posted it online, and people were like, "It looks like a drone. It looks like this. It looks like that." My sister was like, "It looks like a blimp." I was like, <laughs> "Child, no, girl." That is not a blimp. Like if you see a blimp living in Houston next to Minute Maid, when there's a blimp in the sky, you can you know that's a blimp. It says Budweiser beer right across the, the front, so you know it's a blimp. This was not a blimp. It, it wasn't even the right color for a blimp. So yeah. I was like, "Girl, no, oh whatever." So um, so then I started like comparing them with other things that I shot on the same um, trip a helicopter wasn't a helicopter. Uh, I looked for a drone image online and it didn't match up to a drone image. Now I did look similar to a drone UFO shaped thing, but there's very few of them in the world. And there's a company that's out of Switzerland or whatever and they are the only ones that make them. So they're not even like widely popular yet. And I was like, eh. so then I was like, I don't think so. And, and on top of that, that is not, you can still make out like these inner bevels. So it's not perfect. So there's still like indicators that it's like fake. Um, And I was like, that's not it either. And then I, when we went up to like rock climbing or mountain climbing a few weeks later, I took pictures of a crow in a swooping position to see if I could mimic or recreate that view. And (laughs) I got a, a Oh, my God, girl. So I got a picture of a raven, which were the birds that were there. And I got it in 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 a view where it looks almost like a disc, except one side looks like it, the other side looks like a bird. So it wasn't that. So I was like, okay, now I know this ain't a goddamn, you know, other than what I think it might be. So yeah, so yeah, but it was pretty cool. Now, you know, whether it was that or not, I don't know. But I mean, it was just pretty cool to capture it within seconds of a shot, you know, yeah. so.
1: I mean, that's what makes me kind of say that's definitely something extraterrestrial because of the time difference in between the two pictures. I mean, it doesn't really make sense because anything that's man-made would still have been
0: in the, in in the shot. Right, yeah. right.
1: I got your back, Bernie. I believe
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I loved talking to you and connecting with you again, and I know that we're going to do it more often now. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for participating with the podcast. Um, guys, for all of you, if you want to check out uh michelle's um new page is it still under the between us yeah, girl website so that's all so, the same.
1: yeah so i'm i'm going to redo the website but because i'm going to keep that name so that i can house whatever shows i want to create because i might have like i want to start some youtube as well so like i just want to have one brand where i can put all my babies under there so I'll so so
0: is it so is is the is the course correction? Is it the the new name of Between Us Girls, or is it simply a like a series from Between Us Girls?
1: It's just a Between Us Girls production.
0: Oh, cool! Cool! Oh, yeah. Awesome! Yeah,
1: yeah like there's... collaborating with my other brand to make one right. show. You know, underneath right. this, because I mean, I don't have any podcasts on that brand. I have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I barely have cards, So. <laughs> so yeah. yeah so. But you can still find me at um, www.BetweenUsGirlsPodcast.com or the other page is at MSCreativeAF on IG. Mm. Pretty much, that's where I be. Cool. And,
0: guys, if you want to know more about me, you can find me on... My uh, website, just Um you can find everything about me there. It's all tied in. It's all synced in. You can get my newsletter. You can get my. You can get to my YouTube channel. You can listen to my podcast. If you're listening to it, obviously, you've already gotten there. You can get to my Facebook and my Instagram, which I'm, I'm, I'm on quite a bit, and also on the uh, – what is it? The other one. Snapchat. Snapchatters. So I'm on there as well. Um, I stopped using Twitter. I just can't do it anymore. It's just – I can't. There's
1: a lot of negativity
0: over there, too. Oh, my God. Twitter, like, I would have to cut so many people off just to stay away from the constant, like, I get it, but I also get me. So Mm. it's like, you know, do I want to get that or do I want to get myself? Right,
1: right.
0: Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. I love you all, and I will see you next time.